It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Brazil. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we will be updating Brazil's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Yes, we've done a podcast on the groups, which took a close look at Brazil's team, as well as a player uh, media media cast, which went through each candidate uh, uh, for making the final squad. And that ended with a prediction of the starters. So this media cast is an addendum to that. In other words, we won't be repeating all of that information, but we'll simply be adding on to it. It's not necessary to listen to that uh, first player version, but the conclusions we draw here are explained in more detail there. We recommend the full player podcast, but if we have time, we are hoping to release a player version focused solely on the final squad. Right, and the final squad has been released for most of the teams uh, and a preliminary squad too. Uh, Today we'll find out how accurate we were in our predictions. We're going to list the names of the candidates that we consider definite, likely, and possible, and then announce who made the Uh, final squad in the case of Brazil because they didn't release a preliminary squad. As we guessed, most squads had a few surprises, players who didn't make it and new or unexpected players who did, but we'll go over those players and summarize them again at the end. Right, and we'll also discuss whether the selections and games played since uh, June 2022 have changed our thoughts uh, on our predicted starters and on the team's progress uh, or prospects in the cup. So uh, let's begin. Oh, I am wearing a Brazil shirt. I finally have a shirt of one of the teams we're doing. I'm so happy about that. That's good. Well, I don't have Brazil. I don't even have yellow. Um, I'm going blue, which is a kind of a, a sad mimic of their backup jersey. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, let's, uh, um, let's go to... Uh, formations and again we won't repeat all of the formations uh um from the 2021 copa america we will put a graphic up for youtube viewers that shows that but we're more focused on the september games mm-hmm. and um do you want to take us through those september games connor yeah um so they're um yeah they play two games in september um france uh, both in France against Ghana and Tunisia. They went with a 4-3-3 in their first and a 4-2-3-1 in the second. Um, so both in Copa America and World Cup qualifying, Brazil used both of those formations. Um, a couple others, but those were their two primary ones. So trying out one of each um, in those two games shows they're perhaps not fully decided on which way they're going to go. Yeah, I think they used the 4-2-3-1 uh, a little bit more than the 4 3 uh, 4-3-3. We might also see a 4-4-2 uh, in the cup, but we didn't in those September friendlies. So um, keep that in mind as we go through uh, those September games, because we'll be talking about who played those games, the 4-3-3 against Ghana and the 4-2-3-1 against Tunisia. Uh, okay, now we are ready to move on to uh, the squad, and we will begin with the manager. Yeah, TK has been the Brazilian manager since 2016, and he will uh, lead them into this World Cup. Right, so he is a, uh, he made the final squad, as it were. 
Okay, now for uh, for the uh, other positions, we're going to start just by mentioning the uh, names and where we had them in terms of their likelihood of reaching the squad. And then uh, we will go over um, uh, who made it and finally a little summary of uh, uh, the September friendly. So take it away, Connor. Yeah, so in our definite category for goalkeepers, we had Liverpool goalkeeper Allison um, as our only definite candidate. Um, for likely, uh, we had 35-year-old Palmeiras keeper Weverton and as well Manchester City goalkeeper Ederson. Uh, right, so we're... Uh, oh, uh, maybe we'll do the portable ones just by name and we'll drop the other ones. Yeah, and then we had two possible candidates. Um, that was Everson and Santos. Okay. And, uh, yeah, pretty obvious there. Uh, the players who made it were the definite candidate, Allison or Allison Becker, and the likely candidate, uh, Weverton, and the likely candidate, Ederson. So no surprises there. Um, and uh, in the September friendlies, well, prior to September, it had been mostly Allison, about two thirds of the time since the 2021 Copa America, and it was Allison too who started both of the September friendlies. So we'll come back to that when we predict the starters at the end. But we are swiftly moving on to the defenders. Yeah. So we had um, one definite candidate for central defenders, and that was. Uh, PSG forward Marquinhos. Um, and then we had two likely candidates. Um, so the first is 38-year-old uh, Chelsea defender Thiago Silva, um, still going after 109 caps. Yeah. Um, and then we also have a Real Madrid youngster, uh, Eder Militao. And then right. in possible candidates, oh. we had two. We had Lucas Verissimo and uh, Gabriel, who plays for Arsenal. Okay, and uh, I have a new one to add here. So on the final roster, uh, a new candidate, but maybe I'll just mention the ones who made it uh, first. So Marquinhos, our definite candidate, uh, is on the squad, as is uh, Thiago Silva. He's actually uh, captain of the squad again, and Eder Militao uh, also making the squad. So again, no surprises, except perhaps this new candidate, uh, Bremer, do you want to tell us about uh, Gleason uh, Bremer? Yeah, so he uh, plays with Juventus in Italy, having previously played with their city rivals, Torino. Um, and he's uh, a yeah, 25-year-old central defender, just, uh, just one cap, um, which his first cap uh, came in September 2022. Okay, and uh, he got his first cap, yeah, in September 2022. He was actually out with a muscle injury, uh, from October 21st, and I may have to look look into that. Uh, I don't think he's been replaced on the squad, so maybe they're hoping he'll recover. But uh, we'll we'll maybe come back with more information on that at the end. All right, so four uh, central defenders, and we'll get rid of the ones who were possible uh, but unlikely, um, and. Move on to left. Oh, sorry, I got to summarize the position uh, and the September game. So uh, always for Brazil, it's four at the back, so two central defenders, and uh, probably um, or it's Silva and Mar Marquinhos most of the time, though Militao may get a start, 
uh, and it was Silva and Marquinhos starting in the September friendlies. So um, I think we'll expect to see them. Militao sometimes does play as a right back or a left back. So I think he kind of fills in those positions a little bit. Uh, Bremer probably a substitute, don't you think? Yeah, not very experienced, but um, we'll maybe get some experience. But yeah, I'm not sure he'll he'll displace the the kind of stalwarts that Brazil has there right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's move on to uh, left backs. All right, so we didn't have any definite candidates in our left back um, position, but we did identify one likely, um, and that was Alexandro. Um, that's two words, Alexandro. Um, he plays for Juventus. Um, and then for possible candidates, um, we had Guillermo Arana, who played with Atletico Monero in Brazil, as well uh, Manchester United uh, left-back Alex Tellez. Okay, so we'll drop uh, Ren and Lodi, a possible but unlikely candidate, although Lodi actually did come back for uh, uh, the September games on the bench there, but didn't make the final squad. Uh, on the other hand, Alexandro did make the squad, uh, Guillermo Arana uh, was injured on September 17th and still out uh, with injury at the time of the squad. So whether it was uh, non-selection or injury, uh, we can't be sure. But uh, regardless, the injury kept him out. It's a cruciate ligament injury with an unknown return date. So uh, kind of by default, uh, Alex Tallis uh, makes the squad there. And uh, in summary, Alexandro had actually seemed to be the starter uh, in the period following the 2021 Copa America, but Alex Telles was making inroads with some starts. And he continued that in the September friendlies by starting both of them. But we should note that Alexandro was off the squad uh, in the September friendlies with a thigh problem, but he's recovered from that since. So, um uh, maybe sharing the position again. We'll come back to it when we when we talk about possible starters. Let's move on to right backs. Yeah, so we had again no definites, um, but two uh, likely candidates. Um, the first is uh, Danny Alves uh, or Danny Alves. He's uh, a 39 year old uh, with 123 caps. Once a Barcelona, now playing in Mexico. Um, and then we also had uh, Juventus defender Danilo. Um, we also had one possible candidate, and that was Tottenham's Emerson Royale. Okay, and uh, the players who made the squad were the two likely candidates, Danilo and uh, Danny Alves. And um, it had been primarily Danilo since the 2021 Copa America, but Danny Alves was uh, making some inroads towards the end as a starter. Uh, central defender Eda Militao started as the right back in the first of the September friendlies, and uh, Danilo was the starter in the second. Uh, Danny Alves was actually off the squad for both of those games, but uh, the selection for the final squad came after that, so um, he is back in. Okay, we move on to the midfield, and we're going to cover uh, defensive midfielders and central midfielders together. So we'll go through the candidates and then summarize that central midfield position. Yeah, so starting with defensive midfielders, we identified um, a definite candidate in Manchester United's Casemiro. 
um, and a likely candidate in Liverpool's Fabinho. Well, what uh, what what uh, a selection they have to choose from, hey? Yeah, and we'll continue actually going on to the central midfielders. Um, they had Casemiro's Man United teammate Fred. We identified him as definite. Um, we identified two uh, possible candidates um, in Marseille's uh, Gerson um, and also in Newcastle's Bruno Guimaraes. Um, and then, um, oh no, and that's it. Sorry, those were two possible candidates, Gerson and Bruno Guimaraes. Right. And uh, we had a possible but unlikely Arthur Mello. Uh, he was out for surgery since October and still not back. So uh, if he was ever a candidate, that, that pretty much ruled him out. So we will drop those candidates from our list and uh, look at who made the squad. So again, pretty predictable here. Casemiro uh, selected. Uh, Fabinho uh, selected also. So both uh, defensive midfielders. And uh, Fred also selected. And um, not Gerson, uh, but the other possible candidate, uh, Bruno Kimares. Um I guess his good performances at Newcastle um, were recognized. Yeah, only eight caps, but having a fabulous uh, domestic season. Mm -hmm. So uh, in summary of the position and September friendlies, uh, usually it's it was uh, one at the back, but sometimes two. And generally it was uh, Casemiro playing when it was uh, one central or defensive midfielder. Uh, and he was partnered with Fred when it was two. Uh, all of that since the 2021 Copa America. A few other players had been tried out, but it's, it, it returned to Fred and Casemiro, uh, who started the September friendlies, actually started one of them. And uh, in the case of the 4-3-3 formation, it was Casemiro alone in the middle. So um, there we have it. Uh, you can pretty much guess what we're going to say for the... Uh, for the final predictions there. But here we move on to uh, left midfielders. And actually, since we don't have anyone coded as a left midfielder, we're going to kind of use this space to introduce uh, Lucas Paqueta, who's really more of a versatile or a roving midfielder. Yeah, so he uh, is now with West Ham. Uh, Lucas Paqueta um, has 35 caps uh, for Brazil, 25 years old. Right, and uh, he's coming off a minor injury, but he's back in action, so uh, they kind of avoided uh, injury there. And in, in the September friendlies, the left midfielder... Oh, sorry, uh, in general, the left mi midfielder position is only used sometimes, and that was illustrated in the September friendlies where it was only used in one of the two games. And actually, when it's used, it's filled by various players, including Lucas Paqueta. But in the September friendlies, it was Neymar uh, playing the role in the first uh, in the first of those two games. Yeah, and to confirm, we did have uh, Paqueta as as a definite uh, player to make the squad. Um, oh yes, and uh, I forgot to highlight him too. Yeah. Okay, I think we're all square now, and we can move on to the right midfielders. Yeah, so we um, didn't have any um, definite, uh, likely or possible, um, but I'll just mention uh, possible but unlikely Everton Ribeiro, uh, who plays for Flamengo. 
Yes, because surprisingly, uh, he was selected. We did have him, as Connor said, as uh, possible but unlikely, having started only two of their games since the 2021 Copa America, and he was subbed in for three and on the bench uh, for three, but he hadn't been selected for the last four matches. So maybe possible but unlikely was a bit harsh of us uh, and uh, maybe possible. But again, missing uh, four games in the lead-up to the Cup is always a bit of a concern. Anyway, he is nevertheless selected, and we will uh, drop uh, William, one of my favourites uh, there, Connor, but uh, he's retired from Brazil. All right. So, yeah, and uh, in summary, like the left midfield uh, position, uh, the position's not often used, and uh, generally it's a central midfielder or attacking midfielder uh, filling the position at the odd time that it is used. So, um, uh, Ribeiro probably not going to be a starter there. Okay, uh, let's move on to uh, left wing and left attacking midfielders. We've kind of combined the position because it's usually uh, the same set of players playing both. Yeah, so we identified one definite candidate, and that's Real Madrid's... Um, 22-year-old Vinicius Jr. Um, we had identified Richarlison as likely, but we're actually going to uh, talk about him uh, in the forwards um, when we get there, so we'll move him for now. Um, and then we had one possible candidate in uh, Gabriel Martinelli. Okay, so um, yes, and uh, uh, Vinicius Jr. has made the squad, as had uh, Gabriel Martinelli. Um, as Connor said, we'll deal with uh, Richarlison uh, when we talk about forwards. Um, but there's so much competition for this spot with uh, not only Martinelli uh, uh, and, and Vinicius Jr. competing for the spot, but also uh, the roving midfielder Paqueta uh, sometimes end up there. And uh, Richarlison, too, is kind of a candidate for this position. So the September, uh, September friendly saw Vinicius Jr. as a left forward in the first uh, game and then Paqueta as a left attacking midfielder in the second. So, um, yeah, a lot of candidates here. We may, we may see a bit of mixing and matching. And, uh, okay, let us continue on with um, the right wingers. Uh, do you want to take us through the candidates? Yeah, so uh, first is uh, Manchester United youngster Anthony. Um, we identified him as definite, um, as we did uh, Rafinha, uh, now with Barcelona. Um, we didn't have any likely candidates, but one in the possible category, and that's uh, Real Madrid's 21-year-old uh, right winger, Rodrigo. Okay, well, all three of them have made it, but uh, I have another note on Anthony. So Anthony... Uh, Rafinha, the two definite candidates, have made it, and also possible candidate Rodrigo. But uh, Anthony picked up an injury very recently. Uh, it's an unknown, so that would be uh, kind of, um, well, now is November 10th, and I think it was uh, within the last couple of days. So uh, it's an unknown injury with an unknown return date. That's what my main source says. However, another source describes it as a knock and has him returning soon. So by that account, it, it doesn't threaten his World Cup um, participation here. But um, yeah, we may have to kind of keep an eye on that. 
Uh, in terms of the position, it's again uh, very competitive on the right side, but unlike the left, uh, Rafinha has increasingly taken command of the spot. However, Anthony uh, did make some inroads towards the end. Uh, the September friendly saw Rafinha playing the position both times, uh, once as a right forward and once as a right attacking midfielder. And on we go to uh, forwards, and we include attacking midfielders in the forward line. Yeah, just one name to mention here, and that's Philippe Coutinho. We considered him uh, likely to make the squad, of course, now with Aston Villa. Uh, yes, we did consider him likely. However, he did not make the squad. So I'm going to highlight that in red as a bit of a surprise. Uh, I mean, by our... Uh, by our own accounting, we had him as likely because uh, he had been injured for most of the uh, time after the Copa America there, but he came back in November 2021 to start three of their remaining eight games, and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for three. So uh, despite kind of not great form in his club play, uh, he was consist consistently being selected for Brazil. Uh, so we kind of had to code him as a... Uh, uh, as a likely candidate, but I was always a bit doubtful about that. How about you, Connor? Yeah, I think there's so much competition for Brazil. We mentioned some possible candidates like Gabriel Martinelli and Bruno Guimaraes playing very well. So um, I think Brazil has the luxury to kind of pick on form, and it seems like that's what they've done here. Yeah, uh, he did actually pick up a hamstring uh, injury, kind of like Anthony, uh, this week in early November. Uh, however, the selection was before that, so we'd have to say he was a non-selection rather than uh, the injury having played a role uh, in that. So uh, in terms of the position, and we're generally thinking of central attacking midfielder uh, here, it's used only in the 4-2-3-1 formation, which they do use often enough. Uh, usually it was Firmino or the roving midfielder Paqueta or Neymar, uh, however, it was really never Coutinho who played other positions in the few starts that he got. So they did use this position of central attacking midfielder once uh, in the September friendlies, and it was Neymar who filled the position uh, for that game. However, Neymar is generally a forward, so we have him in the next section, which is uh, the forwards. And let's look at the candidates here. Yeah, so um, Neymar we consider definite um, to make the squad. He has 121 caps at 30 years old, so uh, quite impressive. <laughs> wow. Um, we had some likely candidates as well, um, beginning with Richarlison, who we moved from left wing. Um, we have him as likely. Uh, we also had Atletico Madrid forward uh, Mateus Cunha and uh, Arsenal's Gabriel Jesus. And then we had one uh, possible, and that was uh, Gabriel Barbosa, who plays in Brazil with Flamengo. All right. Well, now we'll announce who made it. And uh, certainly no surprise that Neymar was selected. Um, uh, Richarlison, uh, also no surprise there. But a bit of a surprise with uh, Matthias Cunha uh, not being selected. Uh, he had only started three of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America, uh, but he had been subbed in for four and on the bench for one. And when he wasn't selected, it was due to injury. Uh, I don't believe it's injury here that is uh, uh, keeping him out of the squad, rather a, a non-selection, but a bit of a mild surprise there. 
However, Gabriel Jesus is uh, uh, it was selected, and uh, Gabriel uh, Barbosa was not. But we do have one new candidate here, and that is uh, Pedro. So we'll get rid of the uh, uh, the ones who didn't make it, which includes uh, actually Firmino, which um, some people were surprised by his non-selection. But to that, I can only say that perhaps following him at Liverpool and not following his progress uh, as closely on the Brazilian squad because he hasn't appeared for the national team since the uh, 2021 Copa America. So not really a surprise to us. Um, but uh, let's take a look at the new, uh, the new player who was selected, Pedro. Yeah, he's a 25-year-old who uh, plays with Flamengo in Brazil. Um, he actually had a spell with Fiorentina in Italy, um, but has, has returned back to his uh, uh, native Brazil. Um, so, yeah, a, a newcomer um, to the squad. Um, yeah, maybe you want to talk about his uh, recent participation. Yeah, not as much a newcomer as all that. He did return, actually, after an almost two-year absence. Uh, I think that was just maybe one cap in 2020. Uh, and after the two-year absence, he returned in September 2022, so for the September games. He didn't start either of those two games, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for the other. So good for him, uh, breaking into such a, a, a difficult squad. And yeah. we'll finish Yeah, we'll finish by just summarizing the, uh, the position uh, over time and the September friendly. So uh, we, we noted in the formations that it can be a one-man, two-man, or three-man forward line. And um, it was a three-man forward line in game one of the September friendlies, and then a lone striker in game two. So the outside forwards of that three-man uh, forward line, were, we've already met. Uh, generally, we, we look at the uh, left and right attacking midfielders, uh, Vinicius Jr. and Rafinha. They played uh, the, the outside roles. And it was Richarlison, uh, who was a centre forward in both of the games. Neymar actually played as a midfielder in both of those September games. So uh, that really illustrates uh, some of the fluidity that we see, uh, especially in the, in the front line of Brazil, players kind of uh, switching around much more so than in the, in the back. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the um, uh, kind of player by player, and we now know the final squad. So we can look at some statistics uh, just based on that final squad of 26 players. And do you want to take us through those, Connor? Yeah, so the average age of the Brazil squad is 27.4 years, um, which I would say is probably average for a lot of squads. Um, yeah, uh, I'd say, yeah, we, we are seeing that um, um, I feel 27 used to be kind of on the older side, but when we did the uh, the main podcast, we saw that uh, 27 was, was uh, a lot of teams were around 27. I'd say this is slightly older, but, um, you know, Perhaps Brazil is always picking its best players, so... Yeah, and obviously that will be brought up by the inclusion of a 38 and a 39-year-old in uh, Thiago Silva and Dani Alves. Um, yeah. So they probably skew it upwards, you would have to say. Yeah, but I mean, uh, when we talk about, we've talked about some teams that are uh, like Costa Rica and perhaps Croatia that are reliant on 
these older players so reluctant to let them go. In Brazil's case, it's because these players are winning their spots over very talented younger players. So it's certainly not a strike against them, hey? Yeah, I, I agree. That's a very good point. Um, in terms of average caps, um, it's 36.5 uh, for Brazil. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot to talk about it there. Uh, if if uh, they are bringing kind of slightly older players, they're bringing more experience with them. Uh, but this isn't out of the range. It's kind of in range. Yeah. Total goals for the Brazil team is 161. Um, and actually Neymar himself contributes 75 of those. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, we need to really compare this to other teams uh, to make uh, sense of it. But uh, I can assure you this is a stunning number of goals. <laughs> and in terms of goals per cap, um, the ratio is is almost 17%, 16.9, um, which is pretty high. Some individual players like Neymar are about 62%. That's how many goals they score per cap. So 16.9, I, I would assume, also would be a bit on the higher end. Absolutely. Uh, when we did the with a full podcast, we found uh, now we were kind of comparing uh, all the recent candidates for the for the players, but an average of thirteen point one percent. So uh, the range was uh, basically from about ten, uh, from about ten to I would say about fifteen percent on average. So uh, Brazil might have been the very highest team. Yeah, um, that wouldn't really surprise me. Yeah, way above average. All right, well, let's move on to a few uh, summaries then. And we're going to begin with uh, just a review by name of players who were not selected. Yeah, there was two players we considered likely to make the squad and didn't. That was Philippe Coutinho and Matthias Cunha. All right, and we won't go into further detail, but if you uh, want more detail on them, the full podcast gave the uh, bio. How about new players? Yeah, and there's two new players. We did discuss them um, uh, previously, but the, the two names are, are Bremer, or Gleason Bremer, as he may go by, and Pedro. All right, using orange to indicate the new players. And uh, uh, just in case uh, you're watching the... Um, uh, YouTube podcast, black, uh, if their name is in black, it means they played in a major tournament. And if it's in gray, it means they haven't. Uh, okay, and then let's do a quick run through of uh, injuries. But we have a few uh, categories here that we're, we're kind of uh, dividing them into. So uh, they uh, players who have recovered from injury, uh, players who remain an injury doubt, um, uh, players who were, have been dropped due to injury, and finally uh, players who were injured but they were never a strong candidate uh, to begin with. Yeah, so one player who seems to have recovered from his injury is Anthony. As we said, we're not 100% certain on that, but um, but we believe it's it may just be a knock. Um, we don't have any lingering injury doubts or people who've been dropped due to injuries, um, though there are a few names who, people who were injured but weren't really strong candidates. Uh, that included a central defender, Leo Ortiz, um, who we considered possible but unlikely. It included possible candidate Guillermo Arana, who we mentioned, and also possible but unlikely um, kind of versatile and or more defensive midfielder Arthur Mello. 
Okay, well, let's do a run through of the players and our final predictions. We'll, we'll kind of do that by reviewing uh, the predictions we made before and any changes we, we feel. So do you want to um, kind of run through the squad and I'll talk about the uh, predictions we made? Yeah, so um, TK is still the manager, so no change there. Yeah, I'm um, going gonna to say he's a starter. Great. And then for goalkeepers, um, we had uh, Alison Becker, Weverton, and Ederson. Right. And we had nominated uh, Alison as a starter. And he started both uh, September friendlies, which just reinforced our opinion. So we are sticking with Alison as the starter. All right. Um, for central defenders, we have uh, Marquinhos, Eder Militao, Thiago Silva, and newcomer Bremer. Right, and um, we had uh, nominated Silva and Marquinhos as the starters. And even though a couple of players were uh, kind of tried out, we, we are sticking with Marquinhos and Thiago Silva as the starters. Uh, we should actually get rid of the uh, candidates who didn't make it there. Yeah. All right, for left back, um, we have uh, Alexandro and Alex Tellez. Uh, right, and this one's a bit longer. We initially uh, nominated uh, Alex Sandro as the starter, but we had some hesitancy about it. And actually, we, we might have hesitated more because Alex Telles actually was making inroads and he continued to do so by playing the September friendlies, uh, although uh, Alexandro was out with a minor injury. So at this point, we're going to hedge our bets by marking both of them in yellow. And that means it could be a rotation or it could be either one. Uh, any opinion on rotation or uh, a starter there, Connor? Yeah, tough to say. Perhaps Sandro if he's fit, but um, yeah, I think your rotation is quite possible. Yeah. All right. All right. For right backs, we had Danilo and Dani Alves. Right. And uh, we stick with Danilo here, but uh, uh, given that Dani Alves was selected, we wouldn't be surprised if he uh, did get a start, but we're putting our bet on uh, Danilo there. Great. So for defensive and central midfielders, we have uh, Casemiro, Fabinho, Fred, and Bruno Guimaraes. Um, that's right. And uh, um, we'll get rid of the player who wasn't selected. And we had nominated uh, in the previous podcast Fred and Casemiro as the starters. And uh, the September friendlies kind of reinforced our prediction there. So uh, uh, Casemiro and Fred. All right. Um, moving on to versatile midfielders, we have Lucas Paqueta. Right. Well, we uh, we just put him on the left midfielders because there were no other candidates there. And we saw a Lucas Paqueta as a starter, although uh, it could be in any of several positions. So actually, true to that, he started as a right midfielder and then as a left attacking midfielder over the two September friendlies. So uh, that reaffirmed our predictions of him as a starter uh, somewhere on the field, at least. Yeah, for right midfielders, um, Everton Ribeiro, we thought he was possible but unlikely, but he did make the squad. What do you think about him starting? 
Uh, I would say no. I think um, if he sees any action at all, it'll be as a sub. He barely made the squad uh, in the first place. He saw only 11 minutes over the September friendly, so uh, not a starter for me. All right. Um, in left wingers, we have two. We have Vinicius Jr. and Gabriel Martinelli. Right, and uh, we said Vinicius Jr. and actually Richarlison, who we, we moved to forward here, uh, was sharing the spot, and um, uh, I think that's where we left off in our previous podcast. But uh, increasingly, we're leaning further towards Vinicius Jr. Not really enough to nominate him as a starter, although we think he'll get some starts, but we think others will get some starts. But uh, the others will likely be more likely be Richarlison or Neymar, uh, I see Martinelli as a substitute, perhaps getting a starting position uh, if he earns his way into it. So uh, just Junior Vicin uh, uh, sorry, Vicinius Jr. as a uh, sometime starter. Yeah. On the right wing, um, it's a little bit more crowded. We have um, Anthony, uh, Rafinha, uh, and also Rodrigo. Uh, right, and even though the uh, the candidates are more crowded, this one was a bit more clear. Actually, in the previous podcast, we hedged a bit, uh, giving a yellow highlight to both Rafinha and uh, Anthony. Um, but given that Rafinha played uh, both September friendlies, uh, we're now viewing him as the starter. But we wouldn't be surprised if Anthony uh, did get a start. Uh, uh, did get a start in there. So. Um, in fact, we think he will get a start or two, so we're going to code him as a yellow sometimes starter. Yeah. All right, for forwards, so we don't have any attacking midfielders, um, but for forwards, um, Brazil are bringing um, Neymar, Richarlison, Gabriel Jesus, and Pedro. Uh, that's right. And of course, uh, Neymar we're seeing as a starter, though uh, not necessarily as a forward. He sometimes plays in the midfield. And um, we see Richarlison and Jesus both uh, uh, getting at least a start. So we're going to um, we're going to code them in yellow as sometimes starters. And uh, that's the same conclusion we came to uh, in the previous podcast. All right, so there we have it. Uh, we'll have to wait until the World Cup to see uh, if we've uh, hit the nail on the head. But how did we do, Connor, from the previous podcast uh, to this one in terms of uh, predicting the selection? I, well, I think we did quite well. Um, I think Brazil didn't pull that many surprises in terms of omissions or additions. Um, but really, we saw Brazil as being, um, you know, kind of having a smaller squad of players. Um, they basically went with who we thought would be definite or likely, and we only saw a few positions that kind of remained to be filled. Um, and really, there was, like I said, not many surprises from Brazil. They went with the people who they've been relying on um, since the Copa America. Yeah, they certainly made it easier, uh, easy for us. They didn't bring in a lot of uh, new players for consideration, and they've gone with the same players. There may be some rotation uh, up at the top there, but it's it's kind of the same cast of characters. Uh, does the selection that you see here change uh, your opinion about their chances? No, I mean, I, I see them as one of the favorites. They've got just an incredibly strong team, great depth. Really, they can change their starters and not get a lot weaker. Um, so it just reinforces, I think, going through the list, just what a what star power Brazil has. 
I agree. I mean, I think there are players left off the squad here, uh, maybe even who don't even get onto the squad for a tryout that would be stars on any other team. So just the, the depth of talent they have is just amazing. Yeah, Roberto Firmino, one example. Yeah. Yeah, and also for me, as we said in the podcast, they seem uh, a bit more kind of sober and mature and more intent on this. Uh, we talked about them not really having any huge egos on the squad uh, disrupting things. And um, uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, I think they've... I mean, the fact that even they're sticking with um, kind of a pretty core group of players shows that they, they are quite unified as a team. Um, you know, they've got some good chemistry you're right, they seem to be kind of determined. They haven't won the World Cup in 20 years, so I think they're quite determined this time to, to try and change that. Great. Well, again, we'll have to wait and see uh, to what extent we're right. But that brings us to the end of the uh, media cast. And um, stay tuned for... Uh, we might, as we said, uh, publish these 26 players in a separate podcast. I myself would kind of like to go over the players uh, just before watching a game so um i would like to have that podcast but it depends on how much time we have to produce it that's right all right well thanks very much kevin yeah and uh, meanwhile uh, keep an eye on the show notes or at soccer files uh, uh, oh i gotta show the final graphic here connor at soccer files uh .captivate.fm or you can search us on Google uh, with uh, Soccer Files, that's with a PH in the middle and an S at the end and I'm looking forward to our next podcast. Alright, talk to you later. Bye-bye.